Welcome to On the Job with Porak, your go-to place for public safety and officer rights, giving you the news you need to know and discussing the issues that matter. Hi, and welcome to On the Job with Porak. I am Brian Marvel, president of Porak. With me today is special guest Brent Meyer, vice president of Porak. In today's episode, we're going to uh, talk to Brent a little bit about his time here at Porak. He had uh, decided to step down and not run for re-election, so he'll be going back to uh, Sacramento uh, PD. And we just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about his career here at Porak and uh, maybe some prior stuff and give him a big send-off, um, thanking him for his service and stuff like that. So why don't we, uh, Brent, why don't we talk a little bit about your pre-PORAC life, and uh, what made you get involved in uh, police union politics? Because uh, a lot of people don't join the police department to uh, to run their union. So what uh, what brought you here? Uh, I guess a little bit of fate um, and luck and uh, happenstance. My uh, beat partner, academy mate, uh, ran for president of the police union back in 2000, and uh, he was the underdog. He had two years on the job and ended up uh, beating out a 28-year police sergeant uh, for the president of the POA. And after that, he needed some votes on the board of directors. And so I ended up uh, stepping up and becoming a director on the board. A year after that, I was the uh, secretary on the board. A year after that, I ran for vice president. And then in uh, 2004, when he stepped down as uh, POA president, I ran, but I lost and uh, stuck it out as vice president for a year and uh, ended up getting appointed actually uh, in 2007 by the board of directors as the president uh, when the president at the time departed. And it was just dumb luck. (laughs) I was in the right place at the right time. I had the same plan I had here was I was going to stick it out for a year and and, uh, go back to patrol and see what my police career was all about. And it had been a really good run. I had a good time and that door opened up for me. And this happened the same way. You know, Porak, I had been on the board of directors of, of Porak as the director at large for Sacramento POA. And uh, Ron and Mike uh, had come to me and asked if I would run for vice president when Mike ran for president. And uh, right place, right time. Um, I had a choice at the time to go back to the police department or hang it up or hang it out here. And that's what I did. I uh, came over here and Ever since then, I've been very happy to be the vice president of Borac. So when you were with the Sacramento POA, what were some of the biggest issues facing you there? And then did that, those issues that you experienced and the knowledge that you gained through, the, through those issues, how did that play into you being a director for Porac and then ultimately moving up to be the vice president of Porac? Well, originally, you know, when you take over an organization, as you saw last year, it's you come in there and you want to see how it runs and, and, you know, you have your own ideas about what you want to do, but you really have to match your ideas with the speed of the organization and your resources and capacity. And that's what I did at the POA. Uh, fortunately, at the time, we had been uh, going back and forth to the Harvard Big 50 uh, in its heyday. And I literally plagiarized and stole at their request uh, the New York PDs, they had a big manual. I remember bringing this book back and just flipping through it and taking the ideas that they had taken to improve their association 
uh, and tried to apply them to our association. At the same time, we were looking for a building. Our association had been very interested in, in purchasing a building over, to- over time. We had a building fund, and um, one of the things I wanted to see us accomplish was to purchase and renovate a building. And we had a couple of uh, false starts where we bought a building. It turned out to have asbestos, and and we couldn't uh, afford to do the remediation of it. So we sold that high to the market and made a lot of money off of it. And then uh, we found the current headquarters over in the River District of Sacramento and renovated it. And that was in 2008. And it was, uh, you know, kind of a big step for the association to have a permanent location um, with some Class A office space and something that I, I'm very proud of. So when uh, when you got the tap on the shoulder from Ron and Mike, when uh, Ron was retiring and Mike was going to run for president, I mean, what were your thoughts then at that time to be the vice president of this organization, knowing some of the issues that we were dealing with? And what were what were some of your ideas on um, you know moving the organization forward is in the VP spot? Well, initially I was surprised, humbled, um, a bit intimidated. Um, Mike had been the first full-time vice president of Porak, uh, and so there were some big shoes to fill. Uh, Porak had been growing steadily under his tenure, and uh, when I looked at the guys around the board of directors, I did not see myself as a leader uh, in the organization. And I, I suppose that Ron and Mike did. I feel very fortunate and was honored to step up into that role. And when I stepped into it, same thing that happened at the POA happened here. I looked around and and uh, kind of looked at how the organization was running with respect to what my responsibility was, recruiting and retention, and trying to grow the organization. Having the organization grow and be st- stable, um, I thought, was key to making sure that we had the resources and the ability to do what we do on behalf of California law enforcement. So for me, I really kind of took it seriously. What I found is it's a sales job. It is uh, you're taking a product, uh, membership in PORAC and all the things that we provide to our members, and really going out there and you're selling it to prospective new members. You're talking to current members and you're, you're trying to make sure that they understand that what PORAC is and does and why it's important to... Uh, you know, stay with our organization and, and help it also grow as, as one of its membership associations. So in doing that, I looked at how we marketed our, inf- our information out to the membership. At the time, the website was in its infancy. Um, so I really wanted to do something with that. Uh, we had a variety of different um, recruiting pieces that were out there. They just didn't feel like they were consistent. They didn't feel like they carried a similar theme. And so what I wanted to do is sit down and kind of bring that all together so that when we marketed PORAC, that it was one clear uh, package. And that if you saw one part of our organization, it kind of gave you a flavor for the rest of it. And it took some time um, and some convincing. We had to, we've gone through two uh, resets of the uh, website, and I think it continues to grow. And I think instead of just waiting now for um, us to, you know, need to fix it, we continue to fix it. I think that part of that was uh, bringing our uh, communications coordinator now, communications manager on board, Chris Steele, and uh, having him kind of coordinate that because social media, as you know, is just this huge 
undertaking, and it's beyond I think what the the leaders in Porat can do on their own. So having somebody like that in in place is great. Yeah, it's you know it's amazing just in the years um, since social media has been around, the amount of uh, people that are required to uh, to continue to update and maintain uh, just a website. Uh, and then you throw in what Porak has, you know, we have our YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social media sites. And I mean, those, those in and of themselves are full-time jobs where no longer, you know, like a president of, or a vice president of an organization have the bandwidth to, uh, to fully run those types of organizations, especially for Porak because we are so large. And it's so vital to get the, the message out, not only to the members, but to the community and the people that were out there interacting with our politicians and the folks that we're trying to influence about why what we do is so important and making sure that message stays consistent and grows. So in your time here as the, the vice president, what would you consider to be your pinnacle achievement? Oh, you know, there's two that really stand out to me when I think about it. Uh, we've grown the membership over 5,500 net uh, new members, um, over 160 new associations. Uh, I'm very proud of that. It did not happen just because we sit here and wait for phone calls to come in. It's a collaborative effort between all three of the trusts, uh, the staff of PORAC, and, and really just, you know, working really hard to make sure people understand that what we do and why we do it and and making sure that they're taken care of and they believe in our, our mission. Uh, the other thing that we did uh, back at the board of directors meeting at conference was um, take the initial steps of starting that federal uh, political action fund. Uh, that was something that when we expanded the federal outreach back in 2013, we had in the back of them in our minds. Um, and I'm just very proud to see us moving to that level because I'm so proud of the work that we've done back in Washington, D.C. with Steptoe and Johnson. They've done a great job taking us to that next level. And I know five years from now, we're going to be even bigger back there and, and we're going to be a well-oiled uh, machine and our name's going to be known in the halls of the Capitol much more frequently than it is now. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Moving in the direction of creating a super PAC, I think, is going to make a huge statement. Uh, it just sounds cool. Corax <laughs> Super Pack. Yeah. That's right. You know, we just come in there and take care of business. Absolutely. And uh, you know, just in the in the year that I've been here and and going out to DC and and the response that we've been getting, not only with our California delegation, but from other elected officials from throughout the United States that are now calling us because of the expertise um, that our organization can bring to a conversation. Um, whether you're a patrol officer uh, working that graveyard shift or uh, you're a school resource officer working in the schools, uh, working harbor patrol type details, um, we have it. And, um, you know, they're calling us and they're asking us. And I think what uh, one of the things that I've really learned is the fact that we, we deliberate uh, very carefully on uh, federal legislation. And I think that resonates with people where maybe some of the other organizations, if uh, they donate or offer jobs, um, they're going to sway their support for a piece of legislation. And, and we're just not going to do that. We're not going to do that here at PORAC because uh, really what we're trying to do is, is, is you know, obviously protect uh, PAM benefits, but uh, protecting the communities we serve is, is paramount to our mission. So Yeah, we stayed quite true to our values and that's 
that's huge. Any organization goes through those growing pains and the desire to compromise certain values for things that you want to accomplish is, I don't know, it's just not acceptable. So it's great to see that our organization and leadership has continued to not do that. Yeah, very good. What's it been like working uh, with the staff? I mean, obviously coming from Sacramento POA, I'm sure the staff was much smaller. And then you come to Porak. Even then, it was probably not as big as it possibly could. And we're still expanding. Um, even this year, we'll be adding a couple new positions. But what are your thoughts on uh, you know moving from a, a smaller organization to much larger and then having to deal with all of the staff issues? You know, it's I focused a lot on my staff, and it was a staff of two, but I had four full-time release in addition to me at Sacramento POA, which is a bit unusual. Um, so the, the, rev, the, the people I was working with were peers, uh, not so much staff here. It's the staff is really what makes the organization go round. Um, I've had the opportunity and um, good fortune to be able to hire and promote uh, most of them within our organization. And they're all incredible uh, individuals who come together every year. They put on our conference. They work uh, tirelessly on behalf of the membership. Uh, they don't complain. I mean, the work that, that gets done in this office on a on a daily basis is just incredible. They, they do a fantastic job. And if I'm going to miss anything in, in this role and job, it's going to be coming to work every day and, and seeing them and getting to know about them and hang out with them and just see them work together as a team. I've always been a strength-based leadership uh, founded person. And so for me, watching them play to each one of their strengths and seeing those strengths take our organization higher and forward has just been so rewarding. And it's I, I will miss coming in every day and seeing them and, and getting to work with them and, and going to conference with them and you know, living through some of the high times with them, but also some of the low times. And we've been just really good. To, it's been really good to, to work with them. That's good to hear. So we'll close it up with um, what are your future plans and any advice you have for our incoming vice president, Damon Kurtz from Fresno POA? Well, future plans, um, I'm going to focus on being a good cop. I mean, you know, this our, the hallmark of our organization is we're working rank and file uh, law enforcement officers. And so for me to go back to that is a privilege and an honor. Uh, this was just a role that I had the opportunity to, to step into and fill. But uh, like, like I've said, and I've said it now a lot, uh, nobody sits in the academy and wants to run their police association. It's a calling. And when it happens to you, you should embrace it and, you know, work really hard at it to do a good job. Um, but at the expense of your police career, a lot of times you, you come in and do these jobs and, and you got to go back out there and remember what it's like to be a guy on the street and work in the job. Um, it's, it's just something you can't forget about and make sure that you stay grounded with, uh, incoming, uh, or advice to, to you guys as you move forward, uh, in the organization is, you know, keep trying new stuff, throw it against the wall, see if it works. Be bold. Uh, don't hesitate. I mean, all the things, all the the uh, fundamentals of, of doing the police job apply here. And uh, I I hope that our organization, PORAC, is is still able to continue to fund and, and make sure you have the resources available to fulfill your vision. Make sure that when you guys go out there and, and sell it and, 
and uh, take care of business that you can do that to the best of your ability. Because I think that if we don't do that, if we fail in any of those mission uh, pieces that we have or our, our goals, the organization is going to fall apart. It eventually will. And, and uh, we just have to stay resolved and stay the course and make sure that going forward, we don't hesitate, don't slack off on any certain issue. Everything is that important. And you guys have your work cut out for you. Um, plus, you got to build new relationships with the governor and the legislature and all these new people that are coming into place. So it's this new chapter, and but it's the same old stuff. And you guys are both in positions where you've done it before. And I think you'll, going forward, use those tools to be successful. So I have no doubts that you guys will do a great job for us. Uh, thank you. Well, I want to wish you all the best in your new endeavors. And also, you know, I know you're up here in Sacramento and you live fairly close to me, so I can always knock on your door. <laughs> uh, but uh, now I really appreciate everything you've done for PORAC. I've expressed that several times uh, over the last months and especially at conference. Um, you know, it is, it is, like you said, it's a calling, um, requires dedication. Um, I think sometimes our members don't realize the amount of hours that actually go into these types of positions. Um, and it is a, um, sometimes a thankless job, but seeing the final product, sometimes it may not be exactly everything you want, but recognizing that you sometimes have to compromise on, uh, projects, uh, especially legislation. Um, I think it's very fulfilling to see an end product where you've moved the organization forward and I appreciate all of the work that you've done for PORAC and also Sacramento POA and, and your department and your officers, because, you know, when you're the leader of your own association, you're pretty much focusing on your own officers. But when you come up to PORAC, you're actually fo focusing on 70,000 peace officers throughout the state of California and the dynamics are changed. And now that you were actively involved in, in creating the footprint in Washington, DC, we're actually affecting the livelihoods of peace officers throughout the entire United States. And uh, that's quite an accomplishment and uh, definitely something you can hang your hat on. And uh, I know you'll be out there uh, protecting the community of Sacramento just as uh, fervently as you did protect the benefits of all our PORAC members and the folks in the United States. So I want to thank you very much for that, Brent. And I appreciate the camaraderie, um, being a colleague, uh, the advice and input. Um, like I've said before, you know, a lot of the stuff that both you and I wanted to push, uh, I think we were on the same page on almost everything, which was, uh, uh, I think is important. Um, the organization needs to be pushed forward and, uh, you know, it takes a team to work. And, I, and I'm a firm believer, like you are, in that it takes a team to move an organization forward. So I want to thank you for that. And you're always welcome here. And I, hopefully you'll stop by. So again, thank you for being on the show. Uh, this will you. be your last podcast, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with uh, Porak, but maybe we'll interview you in a year to see what it's like to be back out there on the streets. I was going to say that would be fun is to come back and tell you after a year uh, how how things have turned out. <laughs> right. You know, and you and you brought up one interesting fact about the, um, you know, when you actually go into being a police union leader, uh, you sort of step back and your career sort of suffers. And, and now you'll be able to focus on your career and see where that can take you at. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you uh, for listening to On the Job with Porak. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please join us on our social media platforms. Go to porak.org, porak.org for more info. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Google, please give us five stars. That helps us get noticed. 
Don't forget to share our podcast with other PORAC members, your family, and friends. All the best and have a safe day. That's it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time as we discuss the issues that matter. 